May I speak in the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Well, I am so glad that you are joining us, and Merry Christmas. This, uh, this last Sunday, we heard the story of Mary and the angel called the Annunciation, and the angel says, you know, will you um, basically be God's mom, be Jesus' mom? And she says, yes, I will. And that yes is quite astounding in many ways. I've actually got a book somewhere on my shelf called Mary's Yes, um, because it is such a, a solid point in time within Christian history and Christian theology. Yes, she says. Yes, she says. And God can then go forward with God's plan of coming in human form of divinity and humanity being one. Now, we've got to be careful with that one. Let's just start where we mean to go on. Jesus is not human with a sprinkling of fairy dust God. And neither is Jesus God with a kind of casing of humanity. Jesus is something we do not understand, that we cannot cram into our heads, that we cannot make sense of. And that is God and human all at once. Can't do it. Every time you try and make sense of it, you're going to end up with a heresy. Because that's how the heresies came about. People wanted to write it down, and they couldn't. And so we've ended up with this, this enmeshment. But you can't explain it. It just is. Knowing that, um, that's what Mary is saying yes to. She's saying yes to something that just is. And that's really difficult because that means if she's saying yes to something that just is, she's constantly in the present. She's not looking forward and saying, well, I know what the next 30 years are going to look like. I know that Jesus is going to die on a cross. Or I know that he's going to rule the world and have a, a white stallion and lots of servants. I know. She doesn't. Because she's, she's bearing, like this eternal now. She's bearing the is of God. And so she's, she's here and now. And there's something that perhaps we can learn from this Christmas is that Mary doesn't say yes to the future. She doesn't say yes to what may be coming. She says yes to what is at the moment. And that's immensely important because we can think she's a bit crazy and says yes, or a bit magic and says yes. But if she's just like us and says yes, if she doesn't know, if she doesn't know where the decision leads other than to the present and being present with God, she doesn't know, then we're in the same sort of situation. And if you thought you knew... And if you thought you had it all sewed up, may I introduce you to 2020? Such an odd year. None of us at the beginning of December last year could have even begun to predict what would happen. And it's, it's been horrible. It's tragic. I know so many of people watching have lost people they love or have been sick or are afraid. We don't know what we're doing. You know, the church is in an unprecedented place. We are closed at Christmas. We were closed at Easter. 
And what does that mean? The buildings were closed. We don't have what we usually have wrapped around these major festivals. And so what, where do we go? How do we deal with that? How can we be present when our normal place of presence is not available to us? It's a very difficult question. How do we know what we're doing? I, I, some days I'm like, I have no clue what I'm doing. I have no idea. I didn't train for this. Pandemic 101 was not a class at seminary. How do we do this? You know, I can plug and unplug wires extremely quickly now. So I guess something good may have come out of it. But anyway, this whole idea of not knowing what we're doing. And I was thinking about this. And, and right now, it's kind of just irritatingly not knowing what I'm doing. But I remember when I bought, we brought our first child home from the hospital, the first thing that clued me into the fact that we really had no idea what we were doing was the fact that we couldn't clip the car seat into the car because we didn't know how to do that. So that was kind of, oh my goodness. And then we get home and, you know, <clears throat> I'm kind of trying to be confident so that Chris thinks that this child is not going to, like, be left alone. And at the same time, I'm freaking out because I'm, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to do this. And, you know, uh, my mother, who would have helped, but she adopted us, and we were six weeks old when she got us. So she just was like, I have no idea. So there were people around, and I think even if you have a lot of support, it can, it can be like that for women. And I know the poem I read during Advent was exactly about that. It was about a woman waking up in the middle of the night and just freaking out. She didn't know what she was doing. She didn't know how she could do it. This life is dependent on her. But then she says, you know, and a million women have said these words. A million women have said these words. And then she says, and Mary, Mary did too. And that's kind of important to me, I think, this year. And Mary did too, because I think even though Mary was called to live in the present, there must have been times when she was like us and she just didn't know what she was doing. You know, she's sitting there with this baby in a stable. Maybe the baby's asleep. Maybe Joseph's taking a nap. And she's just sitting there with her brow furrowed. And how am I going to do this? And I don't think that's sacrilegious. I think that's human. Because if I think she, if Mary and Joseph kind of had fairy dust magic, they're not human. And Jesus isn't human. It just messes the whole thing up for me. I want them to be human. I want Mary to have that same moment of, oh my goodness, what have I done? Why did I say yes? Why did I think I could do this? You know, I want to go around all the Christmas cards and just draw a little furrowed brow on her this year. This year especially. You know, I, you know I'm not into the whole fairy tale Christmas scene anyway. But this year, I just see her in a different way. And I see her just a bit scared and just a bit not knowing. And she was cut off from her family because she was in Bethlehem with Joseph and they're back in Lazarus. So 
having said that, having said that she is just human and we are just human and she is the space for God to be, to be made incarnate and so are we. And there's all this junk going on, so how can we say yes to that? How can we make a decision that is, seems so enormous when we don't know what's happening tomorrow? And that's what I say about now. We're saying yes to God who is. We're saying yes to the eternal now. We're not asked to worry about what happens in three weeks' time, although I know you have to have a roof over your head and you have to have food to eat. But there's a sense in which we put off that real connection with the divine. We keep things at the arm's length of a fairy tale because we want to be at a point where. We want to be at a point when. We want to have a clear road ahead of us. And that's not going to happen. Happily ever after is not real life, and we all know that. Uh, it, it just isn't. The, the prince and the princess don't go off into the sunset, and the baddie doesn't get eaten by a dragon, and everything is okay. It's not how it works, and so we're still invited, you know, be part of the incarnation. Make God known to my people. Share the story of Jesus Come in from the cold and behold the Son of God. Behold my decision. Behold the decision I have made because I love you. Behold the decision I have made to invite you. And, you know, it's a really simple like Mary just had to say, okay. We just have to say, okay. And we don't have to say, okay, because we know what's going to happen or because we can do everything perfectly or because we can get it right all the time or because we're extra holy or because we've got it all together or any of those things. Make a list. All the things that we make excuses, not to just come and say, wow, amazing God, Thank you, and yes, and yes, and yes. I will, whatever, whenever, however. I'll do my best. So that's really all decisions are about, at least in the Bible, really. It's just, you know, the angel comes to Mary, asks something totally impossible, and she says yes, because she knows with God anything's possible. Look at the prophets. You know, Moses, I don't want to do this. Isaiah, I don't want to do this. Amos, I don't want to do this. It's just the way people are. But come on to Bethlehem. Look at the stable. Look at Jesus. Come on in and see what God has done for you. And listen to what God is asking of you. And then all you have to do is say yes. Amen.